You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Are you a supplier or a brand working to elevate the customer experience? The Interactive Customer Experience Association connects brands, suppliers, agencies, and more who are working to create transcendent customer experiences. Let's work together to create a better customer experience ecosystem for us all. Join the ICX Association today at ICXA.org. Hello, and welcome back to the QSR Web Podcast. I'm QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace Editor Shelley Whitehead. Very happy to have you listening today because we have with us the CEO of a salad-centered QSR that started all the way back in the late 1980s before words like flexitarian and data analytics were part of the nomenclature. But Today, SalabWorks CEO Patrick Segru says both of those words are key to his brand's success, which we will hear much more about in just a few seconds after this message. The Interactive Customer Experience Association's mission is to connect B2C brands to technology that elevates the customer experience. Brands have access to resources, project help, news, and insights based around boosting their customer experience. Suppliers gain network opportunities to reach these brands and help them provide solutions to elevate their customer experience. Join today at ICXA.org. From international expansion and a new menu and store footprint to a partnership with Sodexo that will take its offerings into college campuses nationwide, SalidWorks is, as they say, on fire. As QRSR brand of late, in fact, it's hard to believe this is actually a 30-year-old brand, even though it waited until the early 2000s to begin franchising. But franchising it is. And with me today is SalidWorks president and CEO, Patrick Segru. And welcome, Patrick. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it. Please, can you tell us um, what the most recent store count for the brand is, along with its geographical reach at the moment? So we're uh, 100 stores in 17 states, three countries. We've got two Middle Eastern countries that we do business in, but uh, we're heavily concentrated in the Northeast. About 70% of our stores are in Pennsylvania, uh, Delaware, and New Jersey. Much of our growth is occurring outside of that uh, that core market. Is that right? Um, well, I, I know a lot of the growth will probably soon be coming through the Sodexo College Food Partnership that we just announced in the new menu and store footprint you've got that's less than a year old. And I'm I wonder what's the one thing among the many new initiatives that your brand has undertaken lately that you're most excited about and why? You know, I, I think that uh, probably like my my kids, it's hard to pick one that I love the most or are most excited about. We've got a we've got a, a growth plan that is you know has multiple legs uh, to the stool, and and so I'm excited about a number of them, but. To start off, I think the new channels of distribution for us, like the partnership with Sodexo, where you know we get opportunity to, to get access to young consumers. And what, uh, what makes me excited about that is we've found in the colleges that we've opened over the last year that young students, you know, d- demographically probably referred to as 
as uh, you know, Gen Zs are very interested in eating healthy, very interested in a more veg-centric uh, diet. And while they do have their indulgent name, unnamed chicken brand that is very popular in college campuses, and, <laughs> and pizza is, is obviously something that uh, uh, college students eat, they, they balance that with um, a frequency that is really impressive on uh, eating salads and veggie-centric. And so we're doing particularly well in the college market, and Sodexo is going to be a, a great partner in that vertical. You know, in addition, we're very excited about a, uh, another channel we call Store Within a Store. We are uh, have opened three, going to be four and five in the next 60 days, stores in ShopRite uh, supermarkets that are based here in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and we're able to put a you know 150 square foot restaurant right in the middle of of a shop right store right as you enter in and uh, get the full menu that you would get in a you know a 2,000 square foot inline gro- uh, uh, salad work store you're able to get that right at the front of the shop right restaurant and our numbers the build out is is obviously much lower uh, a fraction of what our normal build out is and sales are anywhere from 60 to 90% of what our uh, sales would be in an inline unit. So it gives us an opportunity to to serve new guests in a very economical model uh, in a place that, that, you know, um, consumers surprisingly are uh, looking for a a meal solution, uh, which is vegetable centric and our salads fit that beautifully. I think if I had to do a third, it's another channel and that is, you know, these third-party delivery mechanisms, if you're familiar with the Grubhubs and the Uber Eats and DoorDash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are showing incredible growth. Those players are uh, have just recently been announcing public offerings. They're in major growth mode. And they bring, they bring guests to us that we don't typically do business with, uh, that maybe not know about our brand. And it gives us an opportunity to connect with, with new consumers. In addition to the you know, to the myriad of, of guests that come to our regular restaurants. And so I think we're, we're doing wonderful things in our stores, as you mentioned, new branding, new remodels, you know, new products in the stores, which we're very excited about. But we're, in addition to the growth that's occurring with new franchising in those, in that traditional channel of franchise, uh, you know, 2,000 square foot restaurant in a, uh, you know, shopping center, you know, all these new channels are just adding uh, multiple growth vehicles for us. And so, again, very excited about all of those. Yeah, you know, (laughs) the one thing about going to the grocery, it always makes me hungry. So perhaps that helps. (laughs) I don't know whether I'm always hungry for a salad, but you you have other things. (laughs) Well, you know, so much, if you think about how busy people are today, and they know that they've got to go grocery shopping, so they're going to pop in there at the end of their uh, at the end of their day, four, five, six o'clock, and go do their fill-in shopping. But you know what? You're tired. To your point, you're hungry. You're not going to want to go home and wait to go prep and to cook and to clean um, on that on that day. And so, you know, you walk into our store, and there's 65 beautiful uh, toppings that you can use to, to build a great salad and your meal solution for that day with no dishes. Um, you buy that, you buy your fill-in uh, groceries so that 
you know, the next day, you know what your meals are planned for the next day or two. It, it really is a really nice combination for, uh, for guests. And so it, it fits. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I also wonder how, how long ago did you begin developing your new menu? And, and how have those offerings been received with your, your target audience is what, young flexitarians? It is. Uh, you know, lots of people eat salads. And we, cornerstone of our value proposition is choice and control. And with 65 items on that, on our line, um, you, there's, a, there's a salad for every, um, uh, for every guest and every diet philosophy. I was with a group of probably 125, 150 executives, and, and I was making a presentation, and it was a free opportunity to get some consumer research. So I asked, <laughs> I said, you know, how many of you out there, you know, follow some type of dietary philosophy, Atkins to keto to any other of the many diets that dietary philosophies we hear about. And about 70% uh, of the room raised their hand. And then I asked, okay, of that 70%, how many of you have had, you know, followed maybe more than one um, you know, <laughs> dietary philosophy uh, over the course of a year? You know, some people will come out of the first of the year and they'll go vegetarian or vegan. In the spring, they'll evolve their dietary philosophy. And, and I was surprised probably two-thirds of the two-thirds said, you know, more than one. So, what we wow. realize is that consumers are looking for, um, you know, have different needs uh, uh, at different times of the year and at different life stages. And so the opportunity to configure a meal that, that meets your dietary philosophy uh, at that very time is, um, you know, we're well positioned to deliver on all of those with those 65 items. So part of what our communication has been is to highlight with uh, a rotation of, uh, on our website, we, we highlight all of them, but, uh, you know, in the store, we'll highlight, you know, one month it's keto, it's another month, we'll tell you, here's if you want to build a, you know, an Atkins kind of, of salad, that's what you're following, or, you know, here's, uh, you know, something that, that is within the points that you're trying to, to manage uh, with W, you know, with the Weight Watchers group, and so that's been a big part of our communication. So when you talk about what's new on our menu, choice and control has been there from the very beginning, and, and we have more options than any other uh, restaurant uh, chain and give you more choice and more control. But what we have added, you know, rice and other grains were a bit taboo for some period of time, and now increasingly people are recognizing the power of uh, quinoa and uh, uh, brown rice and, and other grains. And so we have uh, we've expanded into grain bowls, uh, warm grain bowls, because we've you know our guests are looking for that kind of a hearty meal during the winter, something that's warm and uh, you know brings forward you know a really satiated experience that is healthy for you, and it really fits well into our operational model, which is you know uh, we begin the, the process. Uh, we'll ask you grains or greens, and you know, <laughs> that'll be the base of your salad. And then uh, we'll add whatever other toppings you want, dressings if you want, on the side or mixed in. And so I think grain bowls have been a really nice addition uh, and a meaningful lift in our uh, store sales. 
In addition, we've, we're working on toast. I don't know if you've had avocado toast on a delicious uh, multi-grain bread that's toasted. And we've, we've done some experimentation about whether or not it's an entree. We're probably gravitating toward it being an, an, an added purchase, smaller portion, but an added purchase for some variety uh, for meal. And then probably the last category that we've done some real innovation around is what we call aguas frescas which are freshly made beverages uh, made every day in store with uh, all kinds of fruits, um, you know, from uh, lemons and limes and watermelon and uh, naturally sweetened and, uh, you know, served from a bubbler to, to augment our carbonated soft drinks and our flavored waters uh, that we offer to our guests. So th- that's probably the innovation we've seen on the menu and uh, we're getting great response from our guests. Beverages really do draw in an increasing number. I'm one of those people, by the way, who will go to a place because of the beverage offerings. Uh, so is that kind of what you're finding, that a lot of uh, customers will? I mean, it's a pivotal pivotal thing in their restaurant choice? or I, You know, I, I think that um, you know, I spent a, a good chunk of my career at a uh, well-known beverage company in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, <laughs> carbonated soft drinks put my kids, uh, you know, through school are near and dear to my heart. But increasingly, consumers are moving away from traditional carbonated soft drinks into, you know, flavored seltzers and natural beverages. That being said, Diet Coke still has a very strong following with our our guests. But there are consumers who are looking for something, you know, that is not a carbonated soft drink and, and may not be sweetened, um, you know, with uh, an artificial sweetener. So we have to be innovative. We've got to um, stay current with trends. Our, our flavored teas are doing very well. Uh, teas are, are uh, you know, have a great interest. You know, my wife is like, like how what you articulated. I mean, if, if they don't have a good, unsweet iced tea, she's not going to go to that restaurant. So, you know, just so just to make sure that she'll shop at, at SaladWorks, uh, we've, <laughs> we've evolved our tea program to have a, a delicious fresh brewed iced tea that is as good as any restaurant uh, out there. Helps to know somebody at the top, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, what, what does the, the, the Sodexo, this newly announced partnership, what does it mean as far as the number of universities that'll carry salad works items and and how do you think that's going to help the brand in the future? You know, Sodexo is such a, a quality company and you know again you are the company you keep. And Sodexo recognizing that their college students were looking for healthier alternatives, they canvassed um you know, uh, dozens, if not hundreds of restaurant concepts to offer in that healthy category, uh, healthy veg centric category, and they selected us. So we're honored by their selection. I think it says a lot to our franchisees. I think it says a lot to a guest uh, that's a uh, college consumer that, hey, they know that Sodexo is a quality food service company and and they wouldn't bring in uh, a brand that that didn't have a real focus on food safety, on uh, traceability of their food, of delicious, high quality, great service. And so uh, I think, you know, right off the bat, it's just a really nice validation of all the things that we've been 
doing to evolve this brand to be increasingly relevant uh, to today's guests. But I think the other thing it does, you know, um, it's no surprise why GM and, and a number of the automakers offer nice discounts to college consumers upon graduation because they know that that early um, alignment with a given brand can, in the case of automobiles, that first car, if you become a Chevy or a Ford uh, person, you know, that pattern can last a long, long time. And, and we feel very much the same way. If you see our brand and, and build a relationship with the SaddleWorks brand while you're in university, coming out and you see a SaddleWorks on your way to your new job, it, it's going to be a place that you're comfortable with, that you're excited to try, and that you're going to be able to tell you know, your friends about. And so it really helps us with these college students as they go back home or go to where they're going to work and to uh, be able to think about uh, and, and advocate for SaddleWorks uh, in the markets that we're expanding in. You know, it, it seems like analytics and, and really database decision-making is a big factor for SaddleWorks. Um, it is, am I picking up on that correctly? If, it is, if I am, can you give me some examples of data findings that have resulted in brand initiatives or changes? Well, you know, first off, it is it, it, we have something called the SaddleWorks 7. It's our core values. And, you know, food safety is job one is number one on that list. But number two is we make decisions leveraging facts and insights. And the reason for that is uh, there is so much changing in the world in terms of technology and different data collecting capabilities that we have through our own direct POS, through our loyalty programs, through third-party data collection, that the real challenge is how do you convert those into insights? Uh, and I've been harping on my CFO and our uh, head of IT that I am awash in, in data. What I'm really thirsting for is insights, and we're doing better at that. And, and uh, so we're really pursuing the, you know, uh, ways to cut the, the data through SQL servers and, and other advanced uh, data management uh, tools to be able to come up with insights that will help us make good decisions. One of those things is within our loyalty uh, program, we recognize uh, that the, the fact that a number of our loyalty members are our percentage of loyalty participants, we get great uh, demographic data on them. And it tells us, you know, what kind of things they're interested in. And so, believe it or not, a number of people who, when they talk about what their interests are, it helps us message. So, for example, uh, we had a new marketing manager do a deep dive into some of the Facebook postings and, plan, you know, uh, and, and feedback of our guests, what they like to talk about, what they uh, communicate about animals, dogs, cats, you know, are probably at the top of the list, but guinea pigs and rabbits or anything else, they have a real love for their pets. And it, it spoke to us about how we can theme some of our communications that'll resonate with those guests. Uh, it tells us other retail establishments we can communicate uh, through there uh, and, and, and in and around. And frankly, it, it can also give us insights in terms of where we should place our restaurants. So, you know, having a large, you know, we typically make sense to go near a large gym like 
an LA fitness, but hey, you know, if there's a PetSmart uh, that's on the same pad that we're considering developing, that might be a, a, a pretty good indication that, that that could help predict a successful location. So that's one small one, but every day we're using those insights to make decisions. And, and frankly, you know, I, I, I uh, uh, can tell you that, that, you know, we make hundreds of decisions uh, a day. I mean, you know, business is a choice factory. And in, in <laughs> so making those decisions, you're likely to make uh, decisions that, that, that don't work, you know, when you're making hundreds a day. And, and the ones I get to make as CEO are never 70% probability. They're more in the 55, 45. And so <laughs> inevitably, uh, you're going to make mistakes. If you make those mistakes with data that supports your, um, you know, the, the, the choice that you made, um, then you're able to go back and say, hey, wh which did we rely on too heavily in this decision? You know, what, what was the insight that was more predictive of the outcome? And it'll improve our decision-making if we are committed to continuously improving our decision-making by leveraging facts and insights. That's interesting. It's really fascinating that you have such animal lovers. Um, you know, within your guest pool, um, it's fun to think about that. And I'll be expecting a cat cafe from Salad Works very soon. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to do that for sure. <laughs> Can you know? Finally, I, I guess one last question, and this is kind of playing unfair on my part. It's putting you on the spot and asking you. Can you tell us one previously unannounced initiative in the coming year for Salad Wars that you're particularly excited about? And if you can't tell us what it is, maybe you can give us some hints. I'll probably, like the very first question, I'll probably uh, break the rules and give you maybe two. So, you know, first is the use of Apple Pay. Apple Pay is and a remarkably convenient and easy to use technology, yet the adoption rate is very low. And so we are uh, going to promote uh, using Apple Pay uh, because whenever we can make it more convenient for our guests to transact with us and take time out of the overall transaction, that means we can get more guests through. So we're going to promote aggressively the use of Apple Pay as a methodology. And so I'm very excited about that. That'll be coming up uh, in the summer. And then uh, the second one, and this is consistent with, you know, uh, my answer to the first question about things I'm excited about and it's ex expanding into new channels. We're uh, going to be, for the first time in our history, selling SaladWorks gift cards in alternative channels and alternative retail. Uh, so you'll see our uh, SaladWorks gift cards that you'll be able to buy uh, in dozens initially chains that sell uh, gift cards. And that will uh, expose our brand to guests that may not uh, have used this in the past. Uh, and they'll see the gift card and they'll give it a try or they will be given the gift card and give us a try. So we think there's going to be uh, a great deal of trial through that uh, through that program of selling our gift cards 
through uh, other retail uh, establishments. That's a great idea. Um, and there are, there are occasions throughout the year, so uh, keep an eye out for those. I, I really appreciate your stopping by today and giving us kind of some of the latest on Salad Works. It's an interesting brand, and it likes animals. So what can be wrong with that? <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much. It was uh, uh, we're honored that you would uh, spend time with us and and uh, learn a little bit about our brand. We we feel like there's real nobility in making you know healthy food available to people, and so. You know, it's it's really uh, mission driven for us to to expand our footprint and to give guests the opportunity to to, to eat healthier. And and so, by you and your coverage and your interest, um, it helps us achieve that. So thank you. So much.